as Pastor Matt was talking about, like, this is like my third time preaching this this um this upcoming year. And I'm really excited to see what God is really gonna do in this place. Amen. Amen. So um if you turn with me to Psalms 46, and before I get started, I just want to thank Pastor Matt for this opportunity. And that uh, I've never I really thought you were kidding about me preaching for Kai Alpha one night. <laughs> so before like I get into scripture, I'm just gonna hop in the story. So before this night even happened, like we were all like in front of the UC area and we were just planning for um, the welcoming week and meeting new students. So at that moment in time, I was like, I was at, asking Matt for advice about like preaching sermons going on, right? So as I was asking him for advice, I was preaching to youth at the time. So he was like, said, yeah, this is good. And I was like, and he was like, um, you should totally preach for Kyle for one night to your family. I was like, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. <laughs> and then towards this semester, he was saying, hey, I got you booked for February 21st. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would believe this. I thought you were kidding the whole time. So, <laughs> but other than that, I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I just get this opportunity to just share this word that God has for me to preach the offering. So before we get started, I'm just going to pray. Father God, I just pray for the word that you, that you have for me to preach to the, these people, Father God, that they realize that whoever in here needs to hear this word, that they're going to be their life. This room forever changed, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so we're going to go to Psalms 46, and we're going to read the entire chapter. But um, before I get started, like we all have been in that situation where we've been like overwhelmed and caught up in like life and worldly desires, right? I know I'm not the only one. Like there's for my college people, like there's college, there's family, there's school, there's work outside, right? And for those not in school, we have families. Still families and a lot of work. And for people, my folks back there that have children, y'all have children. <laughs> but like this series, I'm going to talk about being overwhelmed, and that's the title of my sermon. So we're going to start with verses one through three. So it says, "God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in time of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come." and mounds crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mounds tremble as the waters surge. So, based off these three verses, I could depict three words that stand out for me. Strength, fear, and refuge. And for, we're gonna talk about refuge. So it says God is our refuge. So with refuge, it's like, oh, this is a, like our house, our home. That's our own place of refuge, right? And so, like, that's what it says in the book, like, God is our refuge. So he, we go to him for protection whenever we need security, whenever we need refuge. Come on. And just need, and just need like, a safe place, a safe haven away from the world, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all got to interact with me now. Come Y'all on. sound bad. <laughs> Y'all sound bad. Come on. I'm here one person. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Got you. Come on. Y'all got to interact with me now. Aren't y'all excited to be in the house of the Lord? Yeah. Yeah. 
good refuge. Like, God wants to be our refuge. God wants to be our protection. God wants to be our safe haven within times of trouble. And he wants to provide us with strength to get through that struggle, whatever we go through. So, for instance, close your eyes. Imagine this. Everybody close your eyes. Imagine the enemy coming at you with everything that he's got. Trying to take, trying to take everything that he stole from you. And God's, in fact, picture this. Watch this. Picture like a wrestling match, right? A double team wrestling match. Okay. <laughs> You're in the ring with the enemy, and he's got you pinned down. But God is really right there outside the ring waiting for you to just say, tag me in, tag me in. He's ready to fight your battles for you. The question is, are you willing to let him tag in and step in to fight your battles? Come on. You preach, brother. You preach, brother. So, y'all can open your eyes. <laughs> but watch this. Right, if you're taking notes, write this down. But all that to say is, like, we're not called into to fall towards the worldly desires of this world. Rather, we're called to the kingly desires of God. Oh, come on. Is that it? Come on. Y'all with me? Yeah. Yeah. Let me say that. Y'all sound Come on. Come on. We aren't called to fall towards the, the... We're not called to fall towards the world, but we're called to fall towards the kingdom. Come on. So the third thing that we can get from these verses, it says about fear. So it's, it's funny with fear, like... You hear different fears. You know, fear of heights, fear of spiders, fear of insects. What like what other fears do y'all hear? Like you hear fear in the dark. Fear of the dark. Can y'all believe like there is a fear of math and a fear of numbers? Yes. I don't see that. <laughs> people are scared of math. I don't see that. From my engineering majors, I'm sorry. I'm surprised y'all don't have that. And there's also a fear of water, believe it or not. I don't know how. Yeah, that's true. But with fear comes doubt. And I've always, always been told that fear is in the state of mind and that it belongs in the state of mind. But watch this. You can't walk in fear with dysfunction in your heart. I mean, you can't walk in faith with dysfunction in your heart. Come on. When we walk in faith, Righteousness will follow. And I was doing some research on fear, and an antonym popped up. It is faith. And watch this. If, watch this. Check this out. If you walk in disobedience or pride, that's an act of fear. Therefore, that's an act of dysfunction. Come on. So, turn with me to eleven. I mean Hebrews eleven six. Say amen if y'all are here. So it says in Hebrews 11 verse 6, it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who walks wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Mm -hmm. 
Come on. So, do we sincerely seek the Lord? So, let's move on to Psalms 46. We're going to continue. If I can find <laughs> so it says 47, I mean 46, verse 7, 4 through 7. It says, A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city, it cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos, and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders. And the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. So, based off these scriptures, let me break down verse 4, because there's something about verse 4 that really just, it really lightens my mood, right? <laughs> so, it says, the city of our God. When I think of city, I think of the church. The church, the people right next to you. Those, that is the church. The church is not a building. The, the building does not define the church. The church is a community of believers that come together, pray together, love on one another. And some people you can be transparent and open to. Come on. As Christians, we're called to love one another. So when I thought about this in this context, I had to think, like, there's some people I know that really think, like, oh, church is a building. I'm going to go to church. Well, instead, like, you're going to your family, people you call family, people you surround yourself that can pray for you, that can love you. So, and it also says, a river brings joy. So, when I thought of a river at this, at this context, it says a river. Like, when I think of river, I think of, like, fresh water. God is our living water. And so, if I could put it in an analogy, if God is our living water, then we will never go thirsty. Therefore, he leaves you refreshed, and he will never let you go dry. Come on, man. So, it makes me think of what I went to youth convention, like, pretty much what youth convention is. It's like, we, um, all the AG churches of Tennessee all gather in one place in the Opryland Hotel. And one of the singers was singing about joy. And what stood out to me that one of the lyrics that she was singing that stood out was saying, I got a joy down in my soul. I got a peace that I won't let go. A river is rising higher and higher. I got joy. I got joy. So let me tell y'all something about joy and happiness. Happiness is only a temporary feeling. Come on. Yep. I don't know about y'all, but I don't like being happy. I like feeling joyful. Yes. Okay. Joyful is something everlasting and can never be taken away from you. Mm -hmm. The Bible, if you read the Bible, it does never mention happiness at all. Rather, it mentions joyfulness. Yes. And joyfulness is a fruit, a gift of the Holy Spirit. That it, It's a free gift for you. Just waiting for you to be attained. Some of y'all looking at me like, no, mm -mm, I'm preaching the word today. Y'all know. Y'all know. You preach. 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 You
within seconds. But joyfulness, no matter what trials or tribulations that you go through, joyfulness will always remain, and joyfulness will ever will always be there. Well, Frank, like go to James chapter one verse two. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. So whatever trials and tribulations may come your way, I, so, I truly believe we can obtain great joy. Because joy is an abundance. It's eternal. Something everlasting. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm feeling pretty joyful. Y'all had a good day today? Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty joyful this evening. A little nervous, but joyful. <laughs> but we're going to wrap things up with my third and last point. And we're going to continue and finish up. Verses 8 through 11 of Psalms 46. Come and see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. He brings, he causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored throughout the na every nation. I'll be honored throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. So, I had to really think into context, like, what is stillness used in this scripture? Like, what does stillness mean? And I did my research, and it came out to be stillness is an act of letting stuff go. So, what did you come in here with? What did you walk in here with? Is it anger? Is it anxiety? Depression, maybe? Suicidal thoughts? Any negative tension that the enemy's placed upon your mind. And so I found this quote that really stood out to me by one of my favorite motivational speakers. And he was talking about stillness. And he says, life isn't always about searching so you can find. But at times it's about being still so that you can receive. So I have a visual example I got here. Yes. Okay. Zach, you want to help me out? Let's go. Give it up for Zach. Okay. Sometimes the enemy. There's a there's a representation of this. Sometimes the enemy. He wants to fill you up. He wants to make sure that you're full of anger. That you're full of depression. That's well, I should have took out every bad He wants to make sure. He wants to let you know that you are not enough. And sometimes. The enemy wants to knock us down and make sure that we have so much to carry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
telling us that we're not enough. And that we aren't worthy of praise. And that we aren't loved. But I'm here to tell you today, Jesus loves you. Come on. God loves you. No matter what you're carrying, God will always love you. And all God wants to do, He wants to be rid of all the depression. He wants to be rid of all the anger. He wants to be rid of all the hate. He wants to be rid of all the situation that you go through. Amen. Hey, come on. So, I gotta ask, what kind of baggage do you carry? Why, what got you so overwhelmed? So, as Jackie, can you come up? Back, everybody just God defined who I am. He sent his son to die on the cross for me. And I know if he could deliver me from that, he could deliver all of you from that. So I don't know what you came in here for. But God just wants to set you free. So with everybody's head bowed and eyes closed, I'm going to pray for four things. For one, if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus and you want to get right with that because if you were to leave here and you wouldn't know where you're going and if you surrender your life and have a serious intimate relationship with God then you it's already a done deal where you're going so if that's you I want you to raise your hand Second, if you're in this place and you're saying, I want God to be my refuge throughout any situation that I go and I want him to provide me with strength, and I want to start walking with faith, and no longer with dysfunction, if that's you, I want you to raise your hand. Happiness just isn't enough for me. I want to start feeling joyful. I want to experience the free gift of joy. And that gift is all yours. 
You just got to declare from you, and God will give it to you. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three, four, five. That's awesome. That's awesome. And lastly, maybe you're in this place, and you're carrying all this baggage. You're carrying, you let insecurities, depression, addiction, anger, anxiety, or maybe suicidal thoughts, or pride come into your life. The enemy's main objective is to separate you from God because he doesn't want you to have that. God wants to keep you away because the enemy's native tongue is lies. He fills your head up with lies. I'm here to tell you today that you are worthy. You are always loved by a true creator up there. And he thinks you are a masterpiece. If that's you and you saying, I want to be rid of all this baggage, all this stuff that is hindering me from having a true relationship with God, I want you to raise your hand. Awesome. Not to put you. If you're a leader, can you stand up? I want my leaders to come to the front. And this is what I want to happen. If you raised your hand, or you should have, I want us to just pray for you. I believe that we're a family, and no matter where you came from, we love you. And we want to share that love of God with you. So if you feel as if that's you that raised your hands in any of those things that you should have, I 